Hello, my name is Maurice Washington. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Executive Talk. Those that are here live in our studio audience and also those that are watching live. In today's show, we're going to talk about work ethic. Now, for a business owner to talk about work, work ethic, I can already assume that is an absolute duh statement. When you work 50 to 70 hours per week and somebody talks to you about work ethic, you give them a blank stare. So I absolutely understand that, but what I'm asking you guys to do is I want you guys to open your mind and also open your heart to actually consider something a little bit differently. What I'm gonna talk about today is not the work part of it, I'm gonna talk about the ethic part of it. So that's what today's show is about. So what should we know first? And this is where I need for people to open up the kind of your mind and heart because I'm gonna introduce something very new to you today. That you probably, obviously if it's new you never heard of it, but if you've heard of it before and you put it in this way, then you're already on the same page. But if not, I'm gonna introduce a new concept within this ethic part of it. And I call these two um, types of work, work ethics, allure-based work ethic and also purpose-based work ethic. Allure-based work, work ethic and also purpose-based work ethic. So I want you guys to think about that for a minute. First of all, let's start with the definition. In a lot of our shows, I like to do I like to look at the definition because I know as business owners, it's already ingrained within you is to have a good work ethic and you just start working, but rarely do you go back and say, well, let me read the definition of what work ethic really means. But the definition is the principle that hard work is intrinsically virtuous or worthy of a reward. So with your work ethic that you currently have right now, you know at the end of that 50 to 70 hours, the reason why you push through is because you're working towards this worthiness of this award or the, of this reward. So that's part of your work ethic. That's why you work so hard because you know at the end of the day, there is a, a reward for you. Now, what is the definition of ethic? And this is, this is where everything changes because without work ethic, it's just work. And that's what we currently do. We do a lot of work. But the ethic part of it is the interesting part of this whole conversation. Ethic is the moral principles that govern a person or group's behavior. Okay, the moral principles. So really when you think about that, what are you, your work moral principles? That's really what you're doing when, it, when you're talking about work ethic. The branch of knowledge that deals with moral principles. So there's that word again, principles. And that's why I want to bring up allure and also purpose-based. Now let me go ahead and talk about allure for a minute so that way you guys kind of have a, a deeper understanding. So let's, let's take you back. I don't care if you've been in business for seven years, 10 years, or you just started up. Let's think about the allure of business ownership. When you have a check every single week, so let's say you work for a company, we have a check every single week or every two weeks your life is pretty certain. You know what time to get to work. You know what time you're, you know when you're going to get paid. You know, you know, you know that you know that you know. The only thing you don't know when you're working for a company is if you're going to get fired or if you're going to get laid off. Those are the only things that you really don't know. But everything else is pretty certain and set for you. But business, business ownership looks like this. You don't know that you don't know and you don't know that either and you don't know that either. So part of business ownership is you don't know. But what, let's think about some of the lure factors within business ownership. To say that, you know what, I own my own company. And kind of shrug your tie a little bit. Makes you feel, it feels really good. The freedom. The freedom is fabulous. 
if you can leave out of town for a couple of weeks and nobody, can, nobody, has, nobody will be able to say anything to you, if you're able to leave work at one o'clock because your kid is sick, that is a freedom that you, that you can't buy. There's a lot of opportunity within that. So that's part of that allure factor of business ownership. What about the financial possibilities? Yes, you knew at your other job that you can, you'll get a check for a certain amount every two weeks. But in this particular job, if you will, you know that your, your check can double that in a, in a week, maybe sometimes in a day. So there's an allure factor. And the allure factor, this is how it shows up in your business, is that you can ask a business owner, yeah, you can ask the business owner, how's business going? It's tough, but I'll never go back. That never go back, that allure is that stomping ground that says, I will never go back because of this, because of the opportunities that business ownership really gives you. So that's the depth of the allure factor within uh, business ownership. So let's talk about how this allure-based allure work ethic creeps into your business model and what it really looks like. And this is where you have to have an open mind and open heart, and this is one of those checks and balances. Because whenever, as a business owner, we can do checks and balances to make sure that we're on the up and up personally, it's very important. So with an allure-based business or an allure-based work ethic, you work, you work for yourself in this model. You work for yourself in this model. Now, in this model type, you can say, well, yeah, of course, I'm a solopreneur. I, I do work for myself. Think about what I'm saying here. You work for yourself. So when you go out for a sale, you're possibly working for this financial possibility instead of working for the client's purpose. If you know you have a financial possibility of making two or $3,000 a week, you, or you might be working based off that principle, based off that allure, and not for the client. Does that make sense? So then, let's, let's go to the next. You feel, your clients will feel like they have no value to you. They will, feel, they, they will leave the table feeling like you have, they have no value, except for the dollar amount that you earned, based on the aftermath. They'll know that you'll hear the, a lot of the great statements from business owners, yeah, it feels good. I, I give great customer service, I'll be there anytime. But then as soon as that as soon as that's done, of course I get a call as on the business executive talk show. Perfect. <laughs> but as soon as as soon as they as soon as you're done with that working with that client, what you will notice is that they feel left out. They're trying to figure out where did that business owner go? I know I did business with them, I know I exchanged dollar. But where do they go? There's burnout in this work ethic. Have you ever, have you ever set, set your own appointments for the week and say, oh, man, I'm tired. I have five appointments today. Holy cow, why, am I, why do I have so many appointments? And I've caught myself doing this um, a couple of years back. And I had to stop, stop myself in the tracks and say, you're the one who set the appointments. So why are you upset regarding the five appointments that you set? That means I'm outside of myself. That's, that means I'm not working for the client. I was working for myself. That's what that looked like. You're not fully engaged in the things that you pay for. And I'll talk about that in a, in a different context here later on. No trust or loyalty from your clients. Okay, and I wanna bring up an insurance agent example. You hear it a lot from other insurance agents where they say, you know what, the reason why you wanna do business with me is because you'll hear from me on a regular basis, checking in and making sure that you're okay. There's a lot of insurance companies that will not call you. 
that will do a transaction and they'll never call you again, you'll never hear from your insurance company again. Have you guys ever heard that before? Yeah, we've all, we've all experienced that. That bothers, so that means that you were a transaction. You were part of that allure and that's actually what you feel as a consumer. So let's talk about the purpose-based work ethic or yeah, work ethic. You don't work for yourself in this model. Your top priority every single day is how can I work for my client? You forget all about everything that you need and everything about your business and your day focuses on the client. So what that means is completion is a high priori priority to you. Because remember, the word ethic, there's principles, the moral principles within your work. Completion is a high priority to you. Trust and loyalty absolutely exists. Your clients trust and, loyal, and they're loyal to you. If you have a bad day and you just can't make it, they'll be loyal enough to say, hey, it's okay, we'll meet next week because they know that you will deliver on what you said. Your systems is the action that shows that you care. So what, what systems am I talking about? I'm talking about the systems where you send, send birthday cards or you call them and say happy birthday, Merry Christmas, Happy Fourth, hey, is everything good? All your systems are a remembrance. So regardless if you did business three months ago, they still hear from you. And they still feel like you're part of that whole transaction still. That means that that transaction in January still is effective currently right now. And that's the key. This process includes a before, during, and after process business model type. So before. You're calling, you're following up, you met with them. You're on time to your appointments during. They feel comfortable, you're in. You set up an agenda, you met with them, and you met that agenda. And then aftermath, you called them. So the ethic behind your work is consistent all the way through and through. No matter if this client met this client, they can say, yes, it, it was the same exact feel. That's what you're looking for in that purpose-based work ethic. Now, how do you do checks and balances with that? And the best way that I found in, in my day-to-day -day is asking myself, did I? You know, it's easy for me to say, man, I had a great day. I'm going to take off work. I feel like I did it, made a complete, uh, you know, I, I feel like I did a complete day. And then lo and behold, what I'll have in the back of my mind, well, did you send off your constant contacts letter to everybody? No, I sure didn't. And I'm off at three o'clock. I guess I still need, I have some work to do. The work ethic is the completion factor of, of everything. But let's go ahead and bring out a couple of examples. And networking is one of those easy examples. Chamber of Commerce, this is a very common thread. There's a lot of people, business owners, that tend to join Chambers of Commerce or networking organizations. Now let me show you how the allure versus purpose shows up in that. So what does the Chamber of Commerce offer? Think about it for a minute. They offer lease groups, before and after hours, ribbon cuttings, speaking opportunities, sponsorships, et cetera, correct? So how will Allure get in the way? So with the Allure of that is you'll engage in two of the activities that the Chamber offers. You'll typically engage in, you know, a lease group or a business after hours. The first three months, just like any new relationship, is the honeymoon stage, right? You can't stop you from going to, a net, going to an event. You had every business after hours, you're at every leads group, you met one-to-ones, you're excited, you got a new field of people that you can meet. You're, it's, like, it's like ice cream for the first time. 
<laughs> Again, I'm probably hungry. That's probably why I'm always talking about food. I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> but think about it. What happens after that three months? Once that feel-good moment wears off? Well, then after that three months, uh, I'm not going to go to the lease group. I'm not going to do the business after hours. And then what's the next conversation after that? You know, I don't think the chamber really works. I don't think it's very effective. I should probably end my membership as soon as my, you know, I'm not even going to wait a year. I'm going to end today. So that's what happens within that trail of allure. The, the feel good portion of it has fell off because your work ethic and your, princi princi your principles behind it has fell off. So let's think about the purpose part of it. You'll sit down and see how your business model can be active in all these areas. So with, when, you, when you come to the Chamber of Commerce and it offers all these opportunities, did I have enough one-to-ones? Did I grab the chamber list and make phone calls and set up one-to-ones with everybody within the chamber? How consistent am I going to the business after hours? If you can look back and say, you know what, I joined a lease group, but I haven't done one-to-ones, you're not done with the chamber yet. The ethic is not fully complete. Okay, I, joined a, I did the business before hours, but I never really hand, I, I don't bring my business cards, and I never call anybody back. You haven't really done a business before and after hours yet. That's the truth and that's the ethic part within, uh, in, in your work. How does this affect, affect employees? So the allure part of presentation to employees, you'll treat employees as if they're lucky to work with you. I'm sure, I know a lot of people became business owners because they felt this within the company that they worked for prior to. You'll set the example that I hired you so I can do what I want to do. Okay, and what that means is, okay, I have somebody answer the phones, I have somebody to do sales, I have somebody to do customer service, I have somebody to answer the calls. I'm going golfing at one o'clock every day, Monday through Friday. Okay, and what are, your, what are you communicating to your sales staff and to your whole staff? That I hired you just so I can go off and do what I want. So what happens is that company is already internally disbanded because there's a level of envy that happens within employees. I'm sitting here taking all the grunt of this company and you're out just having a great time living it up for a while. This is a dangerous spot with the allure. Well, let's think about purpose. Your work ethic is something that you can stand on. So if, it, if you need to have a conversation with your employee, you can say, based on how if you're going to ask somebody, how is your work ethic, and you know, I noticed that your work ethic has dropped off over the last two or three weeks, and this is an employer to an employee conversation. If you as an employer can stand on, the, on your ground and say, yes, I've worked just as hard as you, if not harder, then that conversation is viable. And that's the whole key to this work ethic, not to, make it, not to stand anybody up but just to have a good, firm conversation to know that I'm in it just as much as you are. That's what your employees want to feel. A client first company. So part of that purpose-based business and uh, that purpose within that ethic is that you'll train everybody that it's the client first. Everything we do is all about the clients. This system, everything that we set up is about the clients. When we call back, when we follow up, when we get to them is to make sure that our clients know that this is the best product for them in everything that they do. 
And that's where that ultimate loyalty and trust factor that you'll, that you'll receive. Now, how, how, how does one make this change? If this is important to you, if you see this as something that's impactful for you, how do you make this change? And first of all, you have to ask yourself a, the first question, and you have to be willing to do this on a regular basis. Did I? Before you end your week on Friday, if, you have, if, you, if, you, if you're able to look at your desk and see that you still have a stack of papers, if you're able to look at your email box and a lot of on-return calls and so on and so forth, did you actually have a complete week? If you, you got to get down to that level of truth that is just absolute. And if not, it's okay. It happens to the best of us. But what happens next week? What should be that priority, priority to you? So that way, when you say, I worked 50 to 70, you, you worked in the base of completion. Okay, this is not easy. The, uh, the, the part that's not easy about it is that you have to address yourself. You have to feel comfortable in being absolute, brutally honest with yourself and say, am, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? So, the purpose will create the checks and balance. Once you're in purpose, you will always have checks and balances in everything that you do. Because your purpose will, will point you right in the face and let you know if you're doing the right thing or not. Purpose does not let you go anywhere, anytime soon. It won't let you hide. It just absolutely won't. Rate yourself. Do you have a minute, right now even, on a scale of one to 10 internally, think, how do you, how do you suit, you know, how does it look for you when it comes to work ethic? You know, for me personally, truth be told, when I'm organized and I'm in movement, you know, I'm probably around about a seven or eight. I do pretty well. But as soon as I get tired, as soon as I overbook, as soon as I have two or three days when things are going on, I dropped at a high three or four, if high and three and four can ever exist, coexist with each other. But that's exactly how quick it changes. But there has to be some kind of barometer internally that says, okay, all right, you're getting out of control. And that's that phase, if you're able to have that barometer within, that's that time to start over. Start over. The next day is that starting, starting over point. It's where you can say, you know what, let me just refresh reboot, take a deep breath, and figure out all the calls. And if you have to skip an event based off of that, that's the type of, it's kind of like, you know, back in the day when we had to do our homework. You can't go outside and play <laughs> until you have all your homework done. It's the same principle. And that's the ethic part of it. And like I said earlier, completion is your best friend. Get at a place in your life where completion is ultimate priority to you every day. So when you leave your work at seven o'clock or six o'clock, you know that you responded to everything that you needed to do that day. You're a task oriented person and it goes well. And that's part of having a machine. As a small business owner, one thing that we take for granted is, well, I'm just a small solopreneur. It's hard to have, you know, all these hats that I have to wear. If you are, if you have exact tasks and you get them completed, your business model will start taking care of you while you're out and about. If you're doing your LinkedIn, if you're doing your constant contacts, people will call you. Oh yeah, I've been meaning to call you. It's because of completion, it came back and worked for you. So you still can have a machine. And that's the thing about, that's the trick about business owners and solopreneurs that we need to really, that we really need to really just actually be honest and say we do have the capability as well.
And one of the people that I wanted to uh, bring up to the microphone here today is Mo, Mo Aden with Royal uh, Bookkeeping and Accounting Services to the stage. And this is one of the gentlemen that I feel like in the marketplace has serious work ethic. I was able to be honored to go into his office and kind of see how his operations work. And I would like to have him come to the mic. So let's welcome him to the, to the microphone. How are you doing today, Mo? Good. Thank you, Morris, for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks for being here. If you uh, don't mind, uh, tell us a little bit about your business and what you do. And also, just tell us how work ethic has worked for your company and some of the growth things that are happening for you. Oh, sure. No problem. Thank you. Uh, my name is Mo Adwan. I'm the founder and CEO of Royal Bookkeeping and Accounting Services and also the senior partner of ATS Accounting Services CPA firm. Uh, we started our company about eight years ago. Um, and uh, since then, it's been it's been uh, a quite the journey, a beautiful journey that uh, probably will not trade for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, definitely, uh, work ethics is one of the foundation that I built into our business. And uh, work ethic start with uh, my team, my employees. We have a team of almost twelve uh, employees awesome. um, that that we cherish a lot, and they've been with us for so long. And uh, therefore. Uh, uh, our work ethics and my commitment to them is consistency and and, uh, and and a strict rule that we follow to serve our customers and uh, and then complete the process from the beginning to the start. Um, our company, um, a little bit about the company, we provide uh, bookkeeping services, uh, financial accounting services, as well as income tax for okay. individual and corporate taxes. And also we do handle IRS audits as well. Well, mm. and then that's uh, and those all these services we uh, we take uh, we take a huge pride in providing them to uh, the community and to the client, uh, helping uh, save. Uh, thousands and hundreds of dollars for our clients by filing on time, by always following, and the consistency of service that we provide to them. And that's our main uh, goal and our main uh, structure that keeps our client coming year after year. We serve about uh, 200 businesses uh, wow. a month that we provide to them payroll, bookkeeping services, and uh, we've been growing about 25 to 30% every year since we started the business. Congratulations. So it's been a great, thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, so are you open? I heard that you're through the grapevine that you're opening up a new location here pretty soon. Uh, that's true. We did actually open a new location about uh, six months ago and it's been growing. It's in the DTC area and uh, it's just another CPA firm that uh, aligns with Royal. It's called ATS Accounting oh, okay. and, um, and CPA Services. Awesome. Yeah. So again, thank you so much for your testimony about your business and how work ethic has worked for your business. Again, thank you so much, most importantly, for what you do. Nobody thank likes you. to deal with the IRS, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, most importantly, just stand, standing strong and staying within your ethics. And it's very Absolutely. rare nowadays to, to find that. I mean, you find a lot of people, but again, ethics is, is key and it's hard to grow. To, you know, a lot of people feel that it's hard to have ethics and also grow a business. And you're, you're, you're living proof that it can happen. So yeah, thank you I, so much. Yeah, absolutely. Just having enough self-discipline, I think it's the main key. Gotcha. Thank you very much. That's huge. Thank you. So, you know, with that being said, I want to tie, the, tie up this whole conversation with the fact of just think you already have the work part down. Okay, you've already read enough motivational books. Of course, read some more. Just keep doing your thing. 
but you, you know about work. But ha as a business owner, going the new direction that we're going to in this life, you're starting to see a lot of trust issues from business owner to client. And I think it's an opportunity for us as business owners right now to make a change and deliver ethics back within business ownership. To let people know that, for one, it's okay to become a business owner. Number two, it's okay to do business with business owners. And that we don't have to go to this do-it-yourself factor all the time. And you know what I would like to do is really create a challenge right now for those that are here in our studio audience and also those that are watching live can this be the starting phase for your business of adding that ethic and having the self-discipline to stay in that place? So that's the challenge for me from executive, executive talk today, that challenge of ethics. And let's bring it back and you know, I'll be the first one to admit I have to keep on doing the same thing every single day and it's, it's a new discipline every single day. So um, I'm not gonna offer a challenge I'm not willing to take myself. <laughs> But at any rate, I want to make sure that you guys have the full introduction to follow us and more of our conversations there on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and also LinkedIn, and most importantly, YouTube. You'll find the library of all, our, all of our shows if you ever get stuck in business ownership and you have questions and maybe one of these shows can help direct you. That's what we're here for. So in the meantime, I have to get back to work. Have a great day. <laughs>